What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. My name is Julian. I'm here with my boy, Brooklyn. As always, happy 4th of July, everybody. What's going on, brother? I'm going good, bro. Happy 4th of July to everybody, like you said. Good to be back. Shout out Gerard for taking my spot last week. Yes, sir. NBA draft happened, so you know what that means. There's always something that follows. It's free agency time. There's always something that follows, and man, free agency has been wild so far. There's been some spicy stuff going on. Before we get into that, what you been up to? Uh, Not a whole lot, but uh, I am excited to be back with you this week. And, you know, we're, we're going to get into it. The free agency has been really fun. And uh, not so much for you, but uh, for, for um, a, a lot of other reasons, free agency has been a good time. And we would be remiss to not start with that because that is really just the true uh, news out of everything. And it's not news anymore, but uh, still something we haven't talked about yet. So uh, Kevin Durant has formally asked the Nets front office for a trade. Now, granted, this is a weird situation where it's not going to be a sign and trade or anything like that. They could just very well choose not to trade him. I doubt that's going to happen. He'll probably wind up somewhere. Um, and he said that his preferred destination is Phoenix or Miami. Who would have thought that Kevin Durant would want to go to a team that was in first place in the conference? And those are the only two teams he wants to go to. Crazy. It's ridiculous. And you're probably not going to get the whole emotion out of me that no, it's it's, it's 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 days ago now. That yeah. the spectators and everybody else got. Yeah. But he said, don't call, don't text. <laughs> don't call, don't text, because it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing, because, like, Kevin Durant literally chose the Nets. He's the one that said. He, like, orchestrated the whole thing. That I want to be in Brooklyn. Cool. Kyrie wants to be in Brooklyn, too, with KD. Cool. They want to form the super team. Yeah. The organization does every little thing that they could possibly want. Everything. You want this player? Cool. Go get him. You don't want him? Get him out of here. Draft picks? Fuera. Go get Harden for it. Get Harden out of town. Do all this. Get this guy. Go give DeAndre Jordan, who's a bum. Go give him all that money. Do all that. Give them everything they want. And then with Kyrie, go support him through everything that he does with the off-the-court issues, on-the-court issues, not wanting to play. When he does play, who knows what's going on? With all that being said, the organization has backed them on everything. And then when it gets a little too tough, because whatever happened last year, cool. It was a freak season. Nice. Year before that, everybody gets hurt. Nice. All that. The organization backed them. And then they won out. It's embarrassing. I've been defending both of them. You could tell you for a minute. A while. Been defending both of them. Long time. That. I'm on that. Even if they stay. If we decide not to trade both of them. <laughs> don't even I'm, want them anymore. I, 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 don't be, I don't be hiding. I'm here. We're not rocking with them. Because nah, it, it's, it's an embarrassment to the NBA altogether. Because well, like you... It's one of those things that, like, you know, you're the, you're a fan of the team and you see that these guys are really good and you're like, okay, I know that they bring everything that they bring in terms of, like, the drama and everything, but they're on my team now, so I can try my best not to care. And then once it starts to actually affect the team, then it's like, it, it's like, it's the ultimate red flags, right? You go on a date with a girl, she tells you, like, I hate commitment. That's, like, the third thing she says to you, but you're like, but she's so cute. 
So you try, make it work, but you want to settle down one day. If she hates commitment, you got told what was going to happen beforehand. That's kind of what happened with KD and Kyrie. You knew the kind of guys they were before this. And KD's a little different. Like, he gets called a snake and all this when really he's just a dude who wants to play basketball. But he wants to play basketball by, like, focusing on, like, other stuff that, like, makes it hard for him to play basketball. If you really just wanted to go play basketball, you should have just stayed in OKC or Golden State. You could have just done that. Yeah. Like, you don't have to go and get $45 million deals to go just play basketball. <laughs> so, one of those things. But, uh, it, again, we'd be remiss without talking about that. It is kind of old news at this point. But we haven't had a trade for them yet. For both of them, they would have to be traded. And I just don't know how much they're going to be able to get back. Because it's those, it's those situations that, like, when Paul George got traded a couple of years ago, they didn't get a whole lot for him like when he went to the Thunder because he said he was not going to resign. Yeah. So it's like when you say you don't want to be there, your value drops halfway already. And The thing is, with KD, you are going to get probably the most historic return in NBA history. With Maybe. Kyrie, it's, with yeah. Kyrie I'm, I don't think so. Just because of everything you get with Kyrie, you really yeah. don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea if he's even going to want to play. So it's like yeah. you don't take that risk and give up the farm for Kyrie. Kevin Kyrie. Durant, that, that's the best player, in the, one of the best players in the league. You yeah. get him on your team, whatever it takes. Because forget about the drama. Forget about if he stays, he's there. And when you have Kevin Durant on the team, and he's you healthy. have a chance. Yeah, you're good. You have a chance. So one you thing, make that happen. One thing interesting with Kyrie, too, He's more likely to get traded to a Western team or a team not in the uh, Atlantic division because if you go to Toronto, he can't play. And he obviously won't play for the Raptors because he will not be able to play. So yeah. um, weird little things like that. And then the Nets have this whole issue where they can't have the uh, the second rookie extension max get traded to him so there's like a laundry list of teams that are essentially out of trade talks because they can't get another guy because they went and got Ben Simmons last year everything the Nets have done has hit them back in the face and this is like a 15 year track now where it's like continual bad trades continual bonehead moves in the front office and at least it's not out of lack of trying like I could still be a fan. I'm not a fan of them, but like if I were a fan, I'd be like, you know what? At least they're trying and they're trying to put good products out there. Shout out, but and, know, and that's what I've always liked. Yeah, but that's they're, what I've always they're liked. Bad. And again, when when you get a player like Kevin Durant, like of course you want to feed into their wants and their needs, right? Because that's your yeah, star yeah. player. That's what you're building your team around. So as an organization, your hands are tied because it's like, oh, we don't want to do that. Oh, you don't want to do that. Well, I came here because I'm giving you guys yeah. meat. Yeah. So are you guys not going to do what I want? But again, he, that's it, pretty much what it is like that. Those star players have an organization and a chokehold at most times. So now they're kind of forced to do that. And again, when you choose to come here and now they're mortgaging their future off of your demands and what you want and what you think is best for the team. And then they do all that. It doesn't work. And now you want out. So now forget about the whole team and the organization because now that you're not happy, you, you're you just going to up and leave because it got too hard. And then you're going to ask to go to the two best teams in the league. That's the worst part to me. It's like, oh, here we go again. 
KD like, loses to the Warriors, me? goes to him. KD can't make it work in, in the Nets. Bet. Let me go to the Suns who were a year removed from a finals, and they were just the one seed. Let me go to a Heat team that really needs a score, but even without that, they were just the one seed. They were a game away from the finals last year. Like, come on, bro. Come on, man. It, it's, it's, it's okay, because you mentioned that it might be the highest yield to get KD back in a trade, and we just saw one of the highest yield trades ever for a guy that I don't think any of us would have expected to take this much to get. Rudy Gobert gets traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and this deal, this deal wasn't surprising that it happened. Um, I actually really like the fit of Rudy Gobert in Minnesota. I think I, I do too. I think that this team is built to win regular season, and they're going to get to the playoffs and kind of choke. Unless, hear me out, unless Anthony Edwards is him, and he might be. So we'll kind of test that. We have another year of him developing, and that floor spacing will be a lot better over there now. But they give up essentially five first-round picks. They give up four picks plus this year's after the trade. So essentially five first-round picks for a max. Excuse me for a max contract center that doesn't score, that isn't a good facilitator, and doesn't space the floor at all. So I don't know, man. Like if here, here's kind of how I look at it. Right, if you wanted a rim protector that couldn't score and was only like a rim runner and a dunker. Why, if you're Minnesota, why didn't you just go make a run at like Mitchell Robinson? Yeah. Like, why didn't you just go like, Hey Mitch, what did the Knicks offer you? Cool. Add 15 million to that. Like, and then you save all your picks. You get the same guy. Essentially, obviously Rudy Gobert is a significantly better defender. This is not me putting them in the same category, but like, And and that's what they're banking on. They're banking on him being the defensive player of the year, yeah. like 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 he can be. And then you have Carl Anthony Towns, who is proving that he could be a force in this league, and it's only getting better. Yeah, behind the arc, inside the paint, all that. And then, one of the I mean, best, one Anthony. of the best big men shooters ever. Yeah, and you got Anthony Edwards hoping that he takes another step. You got D'Angelo Russell still excelling in um his development. So it's like you put all those pieces together, you bring back Kyle Anderson. You make stuff happen. Yeah. You I, make stuff happen. And I on paper, this team is very good. Because yeah. especially that front court of Cat and Gobert, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Now, just the issue becomes depth, right? They give up not only all yeah. those picks, but then they also give up Patrick Beverly, who obviously was really important to, <clears throat> important to this team in terms of defense and, like, energy, right? Like, they won the play-in game, and he went nuts. That's awesome. And, we, you know, we had all the memes about it, but that's what you love to see. Like, they won a play-in game oh, to get absolutely. to the playoffs. You should be excited about that. This shouldn't be another day in the office. No, because if you're done, you wouldn't have another day in the office. So, yeah. and that was the first playoff series Minnesota won in the wild. It, it meant a lot, right? Yeah. Um, they get rid of Pat Bev and they get rid of uh, Malik Beasley and Malik Beasley was fantastic. This team was one of the best defensive and offensive teams in the league last year because they had great perimeter defense. Malik Beasley and Pat Bev were a good part of that. So they pretty much traded three point shooting and perimeter defense for really strong interior defense and i don't in, know in a how league that you don't really have to worry about that all too much well and obviously we saw with robert williams in the finals that having a really elite interior defender is game changing right we of saw course. that yeah. but again that's robert williams he's not a max deal he's not a five first round pick kind of a guy but now if that was the difference maker to the point where like that could 
make or break you, Boston would have a ring. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah, that's great. You love that interior defense. You know, maybe but, if Robert Williams was healthy, maybe that would have been. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. But you still need to stop those <laughs> ridiculous scores behind. Well, the and arc. you're in the West too, so like, how are you, you gonna? Got, you got problems. Steph and Clay. You got problems. Out <laughs> Why there. are you improving your interior defense when you have Stephen Clay on the other side and like and Devin love, Booker? Like I love me some D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. They're not matching up <laughs> with Stephen Clay. No, and I love Ant. Ant's actually amazing. Ant's they, like, they could probably match up with CP and D Book. Yeah. Maybe they probably match but, up with every other backcourt in that yeah. side. Maybe but, off the top of my head. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. And I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see this team because Minnesota's in the conversation now. Like last year, yeah, they, yeah. they started getting there. They're in the conversation now. And that's well, cool. And I got a call from Harry like a, like a little bit after this. He, he called our group chat and he was like, we made a trade. We're trying to get better. <laughs> and it's like what we said about the Nets. The Timberwolves have never actively tried to get better. Obviously, through the, no. the draft, they have a little bit. And they made that trade to get D'Angelo because the Wiggins experiment didn't work. And so they've move pieces around but they've never like gone and gotten a guy that they didn't need to get and this was that and it was an example of them at least trying so this will yep. get fans in the stands now part of the issue too is gobert was clearly not clicking with that team it might have just been a donovan mitchell thing i actually think it's more so of a donovan mitchell thing than it was a gobert thing i think gobert's fine like obviously the covid stuff really impacted him and like that relationship over there it's crazy when you create covid uh <laughs> <laughs> it's actually wild like rudy gobert is like the true like if you're looking for a start point of covid's like concerns in america it's literally with rudy gobert which is pretty funny but and with donovan mitchell like i feel like he's a little more laid back with like maybe confrontation just off of outside looking in anthony edwards he'll get in your being, yeah he even though he's young no, he he'll, he'll, get, he'll get on you He'll get up on the low soapbox and be right up in Rudy's face. Like, what, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. And, so you I, know, I feel like that's going to help Rudy a I lot. So and I feel like that's going to bring a little dog out of him, too. And maybe we get past those playoff blunders that we usually see. Maybe. So that, that would be cool. That would be nice. Um, Anthony does remind me of Jimmy Butler, which is funny because yes. Jimmy Butler had that, a whole that, issue. Exactly. He had yeah. a whole issue in Minnesota, but he's a younger Jimmy Butler, so he relates more to Cat and relates more to D'Lo. And I don't yeah. know. I, it's a weird trade. I actually think the Timberwolves get better. I don't know how much better they get playoff-wise. Like, I don't think they're a contender. Um, at least not right now. We'd have to see it on the they, court. They need but... more depth. They, they need yeah, more yeah, depth. Yeah. You'd have to That's see it on the court. That's going to kill them in the playoffs. Yeah. Regular season? Yeah. Great. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Uh, what's another deal you want to talk about? I think I want to talk a little bit about John Wall going to the Clippers because this one, for whatever reason, is getting really overlooked. This is another one of my winners. Like, Gobert going to the Timberwolves, one of my winners. This is another one right here because John Wall on this team yeah, is scary. It's, it's very scary. You know what this is very reminiscent of, right? John Wall gets traded to the to the Rockets. Doesn't really play. He played a couple games, got hurt, pretty much just didn't play all of last year. because Never really expected anything out of that either. No, like, he, the team was bad. He kind of just got sent yeah. there as a salary dump. That's kind of just what it was. And so, well, it was a, that trade was like Westbrook for Wall, right? And so, like, the Wizards were trying to be good, and it was a weird one. But 
So Wall goes to the Rockets. He doesn't really play. They tank because they tried to lose. They didn't really want him on the court because they were trying to lose. John Wall is still one of the premier athletes in the game. I know he hasn't played in like two years now. He is still one of the premier athletes in this game. I don't know what happened to his shot. I don't know what happened to his defense. I don't know about what happened to any of his skills because we haven't seen him. But he is still going to be faster than 85% of this league because that's just who he is. He's more athletic. He's the best guard blocker of all time, which is a weird thing to say, but like he is. And John Wall added to a team that's already very defense first with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You have three incredibly athletic, lengthy, and versatile stars, because I'm still going to call John Wall a star because we've never seen him be bad, right? Why in the world wouldn't this team be really good? The Clippers have two top 15 players, and then John Wall's a top 40, 50 guy, probably closer to 50. Um, This is a big three in the league that nobody's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And they got him for cheap because they, he got bought out. He made his money. He got bought out. Yeah. They got him for cheap. and As long as they could just stay healthy. And they, they got depth. They got Reggie Jackson, uh, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington. You still got Kennard, Terrence Mann. Like, it's a good team. You bring back, you bring back uh, Batum. You got Zubak down there. Like This team... As long as they're healthy, they are a contender right now. Yeah, and they played really, really well at the end of last season without Paul George. Paul George came back at the very end. But this team already like jostled themselves into position to get into the play-in tournament without two top 15 players in the NBA. Add two yeah. top 15 players healthy to this team with a John Wall. I don't see why they don't end up as a top three seed in the West. Yeah. And, and obviously, and because stuff people, happens, but... Yeah. And just because this team hasn't been, like, right at the Western Conference Finals doesn't mean they haven't been knocking on the door of yeah. being championship material. Yeah, They've been right there, just, like you said, stuff happens, a couple of injuries, a couple of just things that don't click, they're not getting there. Yeah, But this is very much the thing that is going to take them to the next level. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, John Wall, the league got to watch out. Because yeah. that is scary. It, that, is ve- that is very, very scary. I think we all forget that just a couple of years ago, Kawhi was maybe the best player in the world. Yeah. And he had a historically great finals run. And, you know, that, that was years ago at this point now. But it's not like he's still not that guy. He just didn't play this last year. So. And you know how it is. Yeah. It's out of sight, out of mind. Out, out of sight, out, out of mind. mind. Yeah. And that once they get back, they're like, damn. We were sleeping, huh? Yeah, yeah, you were sleeping. You were sleeping. Do you have a loser for free agency so far? Um, The Washington Wizards. Okay. Because Bradley Beal opts out of his contract, right? Yeah. Cool. We all knew this man was just opting out so he can go get more money. Yeah, And no, no hate. No hate to Bradley Beal. Go get your bag. Get I don't care bag. how much they're giving you. Go get your bag. <laughs> But now the Wizards, you guys are dumb for giving him the bag. Why even Because you guys it? are poverty right now. Horrible. So why are you giving, what, what was the number, like 240-something? It's like 43 a year. <laughs> so you go You go That's give stupid. him that. For what? For go what, build man? your team, bro. Yeah, dude. 
Go build your team. Like Go rebuild, you, please. We know you guys like, don't you, know how to draft, but please. You try. got you got Porzingis, you got Kuzma, like you guys can maybe make something. Maybe. But Beal is he's not fitting there. And Porzingis and Kuzma and Beal aren't gonna be scary to anybody. They no, look at that and they're who's just like, worried okay. about that on the who looks okay. at the wizards on like the <laughs> the schedule and they're like no, you're just like, okay, let's hold Bradley under 50 and we win. Exactly. <laughs> so that's all we have to do. Like, why not just trade him or do something, try to get something in return, build for the future, because nothing that you're going to get right now is putting you over the hump. So now you're just giving him all this money, you're handcuffing yourself, and you guys are just continuing to be mediocre. And I, this is the trend of the episode today. At least trick your fans that you're trying to be good. <laughs> Pretend you're trying to make Pretend, moves. Pretend, man. But just keeping your star player because you guys love him and that's what you guys guys have had. It's doesn't, not good for the team. Doesn't, no. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. And I think I'm going to piggyback off that real quick and go to a winner real quick. Is the San Antonio Spurs. The San Antonio Spurs looked at the landscape of the NBA, right? They, they looked out and they said, okay, guys, let's look. That team, the Warriors, they're not going to be bad anytime soon, right? Then they look over at the Suns. Like, the Suns are really good right now, too. They're going to lose DeAndre Ayton, but they're still going to be a good team. The Clippers just got John Wall. Look at the Nuggets. Like, oh, the Nuggets are really healthy now. This is just the West I'm talking about. Yeah. This is just the West. So they looked at all this and they're like, okay. We have a really young talent with DeJounte Murray, and that's kind of it. If we can trade him and just hit the reset button right now, get as much as we possibly can for a young guy on a cheap deal with a couple years left, we can start our rebuild now, and by the time these teams are on their way down, we could be on the way up and be those teams. And that's yep. how it needs to be in this league. You're not going to be good, and you're not going to win a championship by staying in the middle for four, five, six, seven, eight years and hoping one day it just clicks. That's not how it works. Because as you're hoping it clicks, other teams are rebuilding and getting better. Three yeah. years ago, the Suns were horrible, but now they've been the one seed and the one or two seed in the West for the last two, three years. It's because they rebuilt through the draft. Yeah. They had years worth of busts like so many of them but eventually it clicks so when you're bad enough for a long enough amount of time you get your draft picks and you make it happen they got three first round picks for DeJounte Murray that is incredibly good and now they're going to be bad so now they're going to have good picks coming in the next couple of years they get these other picks from Atlanta I'm not even convinced Atlanta's going to be good they'll be better they'll be better Boy. I'm not even convinced yet I, I will say DeJounte is also a winner because I, I there was a quote from him. He was like, I'll always have respect for the Spurs. They told me they wanted to do a rebuild and that they didn't want to waste my youth going through a yeah. rebuild. So I have incredible respect for them and they're always family. I'm like, it's crazy how like, it's really cliche, right? But it's the, if you love them, let them go. Yeah. Because there's a better situation out there and you're trying to do one thing and they're trying to do another and they don't line up. So you can have the respect for each other by letting both of you pursue those things. That's kind of what it is. And the Wizards are losers because they're not doing that. 
No. And I'll give uh, the Hawks a winner, too, just because going out and getting DeJounte, like, that's going to be great for your team. Also, so a salary you... dump with Gallinari was a W. Yeah, and I mean, that, that starting group right now, along with Bogdanovich, like, Pretty nice. They're pretty dope. Pretty nice. But piggybacking off of what you were saying with the rebuilds, I feel like teams are more like attracted to a retool instead of a rebuild. But when does that They're work? Like, it doesn't. <laughs> but that's the thing. Unless you're the Warriors, when does that work? <laughs> it's like they're just going off of the looks. They they yeah. don't they don't want like the true connection. They just yeah. say, Oh, she's cute. Let me let me go talk to her. Well, all right, yeah, go talk to her, but now she's dry as chalk chalk and and that's what the retool is you go get somebody and then they just don't fit they don't fit because of what you've already had there wasn't working so now you're just plugging this random player that's shiny looks good you're like oh he could shoot he could play defense cool okay now you have all this who they're not really that good at doing all the things you put them together you might get a little better or you might get a little worse because now the chemistry is just terrible. Nobody's knowing how to play with each other. So you try to do the retool, and it just ends up everybody gets shipped out three, four years later. When you could have rebuilt those three, four years earlier, and now you're probably in the mm. Eastern Western Conference Finals in those years. So it's like they they just want the win now and the teams and organizations they don't look at the whole bigger picture of it and that's a big issue with sports in general they want the shiny thing they don't, they don't want to wait for the good thing so yeah and i mean you know a lot of fans are kind of that way too it's like i want my of team course. to be competitive i want my team to be good of and course. that's completely understandable but of course sustained sustained success doesn't come overnight it doesn't come via trade it doesn't come via single free agency pickup it comes via creating a team and a culture and a winning i mean not to switch sports but like the Houston Astros were a horrible team they were the worst team in baseball for four years and yep. I mean the worst. It wasn't really close. They were terrible. They got first overall pick, third overall pick, first overall pick. They get Carlos Correa. They get Alex Bregman. They get Jose Altuve. They get Kyle Tucker. They get Jordan Alvarez. They, they get all these guys. They switch leagues. They, they switch they leagues, the shout hill. out. They went to the worst they, division in baseball. Uh, that's they, dropped, they dropped the hill in center field. But, like, they did all these things to create a new culture as they were bad. They, intent, they intentionally weren't good. They didn't try to be good. They've been the best organization in baseball for the last seven years now. Unless you want to count the Dodgers. Like and This is coming from Yankee fans. They've been the best. You know why? Because yeah. they read, and it's different in baseball too, right? In fact, it's harder in baseball because guys have ups and downs. They've lost yeah. Carlos Correa, who's a top five shortstop. They lost George Springer, who's a top 15 outfielder. And they're still chugging along. They lost Garrett Cole, who's a top three pitcher. They're better than they were before. That's how you build teams. And it's yeah. different. I get that. But in the NBA, if you go and draft, let's just use Memphis, for example. John Morant, Dylan Brooks, and um, Jaron Jackson. That's a core. And that team will yeah. stay together for the next at least four or five years. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But And I mean, let's look at one that actually has been working. Stay works. Yeah. They were bad. <laughs> they were very bad. They get Stephen Clay. They were still kind of bad. And Draymond, they start chugging along. They win a couple of rings. Things fall apart. They could have blew it up. They could have blown it up. They wait two, three years. 
they're right back. Yeah, and I they're mean, right theirs back. is a little interesting because they essentially tanked. They essentially did a rebuild while these guys were hurt. So they had just two years of top three picks. Yeah. And so, like, the, that was a the really they, weird situation. But, but like, they, they knew what they had to do. They kept their core. They rebuilt. They traded. They drafted. They made, made stuff happen. And then they're right there. You so. at, you ask anybody that's a Warriors fan if they had any fun in the bubble year, ask them. They are sucked. <laughs> they had no fun at all. <laughs> it was bad. A year before that, they were the best team ever created. They were injured. They lost in the finals. They lose Kevin Durant, and then it's just a bad year. And now here they are. They're NBA champs now. Crazy. Rebuilding isn't fun, but I'll tell you what else isn't fun. Thinking that you're thinking that you're gonna be good every single year. You look at the team. You're like, damn, we're we're gonna be good this year. We're making moves. Look how good we look. And then you get to the point where it's like, wow, we're right there. And then your heart is just ripped out from your chest. And now you're just sad for the rest of the season, the rest of the off season. And then you don't even want to come out of your house. You don't want to feel sun. You don't want to touch grass because the organization is just ripping everything from you. And yes, I am mad. I'm very mad because every one of my teams, except for the Yankees, suck. Okay. Perpetually suck. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. I said perpetually suck. Say it. <laughs> I mean, it's true though, and it 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 sucks. But um, another team making a a move, another winner, Boston Celtics. Um, they yes. seem to always win every trade that they're ever a part of. Um, they go and get Malcolm Brogdon. They pretty much traded. Uh, they traded Thice and Neesmith, two guys that just weren't even in the rotation in the playoffs. So you know they made it to the finals without these two guys. Um, they give up a first round pick as well. They haven't had a first round pick in a couple of years because they just give it up every year. Um, but they're getting guys that contribute to a team that can win now. And they are clearly right on the door. And now they go get another great perimeter defender. So you add Brogdon to an already elite defensive group. And he's a really good guard that can like facilitate an offense, which the only gripe that I think anybody has with Marcus Smart is that he's not a point guard in the facilitation aspect right he can shoot he can create his own shot he's a great defender but at the end of the day it's really nice to have a guard that can really get other people open and get them good looks yeah. and when the celtics offense felt stagnant it was because they didn't really have that they would give the ball to jason tatum and hope he would create something and as you saw in the finals and the the heat series before tatum and brown turned the ball over that's not what you want out of the facilitators. So having a guy like Brogdon who protects the ball pretty well, he's a very good passer uh, and a good defender. I don't see anything stopping them from being the favorites in the East at this point, besides maybe a healthy Bucks. And I do well, think the Bucks just, were a better team. So well, let's just go ahead and uh, hop over to the Bucks because that's another one of my winners. Okay. They don't really do anything too too crazy but they're making moves to just continue what they're doing. They bring back Bobby Portis on a four-year deal when everybody really thought Bobby it, was going to go to it looked State. like he It looked like he had one foot out the door, so that was a big win. So you go ahead, you lock him down, you bring uh, Serge Ibaka, you get Wesley Matthews again, you go get Joe Ingles, which is helps a, little, nice. helps a little bit of shooting. Their, their three-point uh, shooting nice. was really bad in the playoffs, and that's part of why yeah. they lost. So like you add that to uh, Middleton, Antetokounmpo, Brooke Lopez. Like, 
this team is the favorite once again. Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't be. I mean, again, Boston's going to be a really good. Uh, Boston will probably no, be the no Vegas ones. Boston will probably yeah, be the no. Vegas favorites, but you know, it's it's easy to say in hindsight, right? But with Chris Middleton, the Bucks win that series. It went seven without him. He didn't play a single game. Yeah. Yeah. And they won seven. And I still think they should have won that series. It just kind of didn't work yeah. out that way because their their role players didn't play well. Um, yeah. yeah. And they bring back Serge Baca, which is cool. They didn't do a whole lot, but bringing back those two yeah. guys. You, they made the moves they needed to make. Yeah. Cool. And I don't think they're done. No. I don't know what else they can do. They don't really have a lot of capital. Either, but... but I don't think they're done. So yeah. as of right now, big winners. Big winners. Um, another winner for me is gonna be um, a lot of young guys. We saw a lot of rookie extensions. We yeah. saw Lou Dort get a rookie extension. Obviously, we have Devin Booker. We had Zion Williamson sign his. We had uh, I, I don't remember who else. There were so many of them. <laughs> there were so many of them. Cat got another extension. Yeah, I mean, that's not a rookie one, but he got another extension. Um, they were throwing out maxes left and right. Jalen Brunson, the first ever player to get a $100 million-plus contract with a new team that was never an all-star before, which was very surprising. But actually, it makes sense because if you have a guy who's relatively close to all-star caliber, you tend to keep him, at least on that first time around. Uh, but he wanted to go to the Knicks because they hired his dad. So shout-out to elite <laughs> elite um, recruiting. <laughs> Truly elite recruiting. I don't want to say the Knicks are a winner. But I, I actually do think the Knicks did a good job because they had two guys. Especially they, after the draft. Yeah, they, the draft was horrible. Um, no. But they did dump a lot of money. I think they did way too much to get Brunson. Like, it felt like they did. They were playing 8D chess to try and get this guy when they could have just signed him. Um, but, they you know, they made cap space and they got rid of a lot of guys that didn't really fit on the team anymore. Yeah. And the two guys that they wanted – they went and got. They were the number one and number two guys they wanted off the board because they knew these are realistic guys that we can go get and convince to come here. They got them both. So sounds like a W to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other loser? Yes. Uh oh. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Let me let me talk to you. Uh oh. <laughs> what what are you doing out there, Charlotte, bro? Uh oh. Because your team wobbling. Because Miles Bridges, mm, 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 mm. That, that boy. Miles that boy Bridges got... is the loser of the entire week last week. Like, of everything that happened, he is the biggest loser. And he's yeah. a loser as a person, right? I'll, I'll be on the record to say, Miles Bridges, you're a loser. Because um, you, you, be, you can't be out here doing that, bro. In you front of your kid. Be. In front of your kid. It's just, it's as low as it gets. And then you look at the pictures of his girl. And, and it, it seemed it, like something that had been happening for a while. And she kind of dealt with and kind of dealt with. And then reaches a boiling point. Which, shout out to her reaching a boiling point. Thank God. Right? Because yeah. that shouldn't have happened at all. Um, no. You know, it's it's one of those situations that, like, these are just things you can't do. Um, and it It's ridiculous that that's even a thing and then what makes it even worse is that you you have the picture of the, the him sipping lean got the j rolled up right yeah, with it so it's like all right you're you're already wilding 
whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't care about that. Do what you do. Don't care. It's the funny. Then you say, Charlotte gonna give me that max, or I'm gonna go to Detroit. And that's in a song. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Cool. Whatever. Talk your talk. I love it. You're not doing it. Whatever. And then this comes out that you just gonna be (laughs) out here. Not. I don't even know if you could call it hitting your girl. No, it's just domestic abuse. Just straight up. Just but, straight up abusing. And then hearing his kid have to talk about it. Bro, the craziest part about the kid, like the way he was talking about it, it felt so normal. It felt it like felt something so normal. It felt like something that he's seen and like said before. So normal. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it didn't feel like a I was so scared. Oh my god. It was like, yeah, they were fighting again. You know? It was so, it, it was like one of those. Um Bridges needs to be one of those cases that out of the league. And then yeah. you look at um Montrez Harold. <laughs> was it like five pounds of weed or something? I like think that? it was three pounds of weed. Jesus, dude. In the trunk. It's just like, bro. That's so for, much. First of all. For, for what? There, there's two things I never understand with professional athletes. You drink. Why do you drive? You got any sort of stuff on you. Why is it on you? Why can't Drugs, you just have somebody? Anything, yeah. Why can't you have somebody else bring Carry it to it, you or having a different car driving it? Why? Why are you even in the vicinity of it? Then it's the ne- the next thing is, and this is kind of an everybody thing. If you do have those things on you, right? Say you're moving three pounds of weed, right? Because that's what you do in your off season. Even though you don't, you make millions already, but that's what you do in your off season. Whatever. Why are you speeding when you have that in your car? Why are you doing illegal things that can get you caught with a bigger illegal? Th- I've, I've never understood that. I've never understood what? that. Like- <laughs> you know if you get pulled over that everybody in the it's county curtains. can smell your car. It's curtains. <laughs> so it's like, so oh, I got stupid, all this bro. stuff that I shouldn't have. So let me do this other thing that I shouldn't be doing. That'll so get I can me get caught. all this attention so brought on me. Stupid, bro. And then you're mad when you get caught. Like, it's like when no. you buy a fast muscle car and you buy it bright red. It's like, duh. It's, it's like you're going to get caught if you're going 120 because you're the red, you're the red blinking flash of light going by. It's ridiculous. So, Hornets, yeah. I feel bad for LaMelo because I love yeah. me some LaMelo yeah. and I, I really want him to keep balling. But. Damn, no, that's tough. Those this are two team, big pieces for that team too. This um, team is ridiculous. And I, I also wanted to be known. Part of why Miles is a loser too is he was about, you know, forty eight hours away from signing a max, whether it was in Detroit or in Charlotte, and um, couldn't control himself. So he cost himself money. He cost himself jail time. I hope he goes to prison. There's no reason not to. And there's really no realistic reason why he ever plays in the nba again so yeah if, if he doesn't go to prison just don't let him back in the league i mean there's just, yeah. he should be done regardless whether he's in prison no for reason. a year and gets out or whatever i don't know how that proceedings work but he should never play another nba game and you know what good we don't need him later bozo yeah. it, it's wild later so. bozo and that's kind yeah. of a good exaggerate or like a good sentence of like how free agency has been. It's just been wild. There's been a lot of free agency signings. I know we were putting out the graphics during it. We had like 40 posts that day of just different people signing. We, we had like 40 within um, like an two hour hours. Or two hours. And on yeah. that note, make sure you go follow at Spectators Media. Go follow at Spectators Media on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, 
all that. If you're watching this on YouTube, I love you. Look at us. You can look at my beautiful face. You look at Brooklyn's beautiful face. Together, it's crazy. <laughs> if not, go to YouTube. Watch us while we talk about this. It's a W. We have some vlogs coming out. We've got an interview coming out this week as well. Um, another Spectators Unplugged is coming out. So we got some videos for you guys. Again, the TikToks are going well. I've been enjoying making some just like on the spot type of stuff. So go ahead and get on on that. And uh, that's pretty much all we got for you guys today. There was a lot of other deals, but these were the big ones. These are the ones that impacted us that we felt like were winners and losers. Make sure you stay tuned. We'll be back again next week. Take it easy, everybody. Have a good one. Happy 4th. Happy 4th.